Do you know, like we were saying, about the Earth revolving? It's like when you're a kid. The first time they tell you that the world's turning and you just can't quite believe it because everything looks like it's standing still. I can feel it. The turn of the Earth. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour, and I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me, clinging to the skin of this tiny little world, and if we let go, that's who I am. Now forget me, Rose Tyler. Welcome to Legendary Geek Outs, folks. Tonight is the first episode of the new year. And with that being said, this is also the first episode of a new segment I'm calling Creating a Whovian. This is where I have my good friend Joey Casco from Grapes and Capes come on. As he's never watched Doctor Who up until recently, he's heard me talking about it. So he got curious and decided to check it out after I informed him that you don't have to watch the classic stuff. You just pretty much start with the stuff that's on HBO Max with Christopher Eccleston and then work your way up, and it'll fill in all the holes as you go. He took me up on that. He watched the first season, and hopefully from here on out, since there are 12 seasons, there are 12 months in a year, after he finishes a season, we'll record an episode telling, having him come on and tell us what he thinks, and I'll release a new episode each month, and we'll see how it goes from here. What's going on, Joey? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Besides computer problems, apparently, we've oh, tried to record this man. thing like four fucking times tonight. If if you don't have recording problems, are you really a podcaster? <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris I mean, and Jordan are hearing this, and they're just like, "Yes!" And right? No, absolutely, because all the time they're just like, "Oh man, we've this is we've done this so many times tonight," and yeah. No, absolutely, but but definitely like um, I, the the one thing with with Doctor Harold Doctor Who it, the reason why I hadn't hadn't really watched it is the only reason is because I felt like it was too much because even when I was a child when I was a kid growing up in the eighties there was still Doctor Who back then you had the guy with a weirdly covered colored scarf and everything and and it, it felt it. like it. Yeah, it, it felt like it had been going on forever. So why would I start now when I'm 40 years old? Like, this is a huge thing to dive into. And yeah, I watched it when I was little. But I mean, we're talking the, the 80s. So why would I dive into now? And you're like, no, 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 no. You were like, just start off with, two, you know, the 2005 thing and just, you know, go into it and everything. And I've been loving it. 
I have been loving it. It's it's on HBO Max, so I'm just like, let's do it. Like everyone's, I'll just put on an episode and watch it, and then next thing I know, I've watched another three. You know, like it's one yeah. Of I remember things. yeah. I remember yeah. you messaged me the first night you started watching it. You're like, okay, I'm about to start Doctor Who, see how this goes. It was 11.30, and then I wake up the next morning to a message from you saying, well, I thought I was only going to watch like one or two episodes. The next thing you know, it's 4.30 in the morning, and I got to go to fucking sleep. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I watched four of that for, like, you know, and I'm not like that. Like, I need to, even for, like, movies and stuff, I, I just don't feel like I need to, I don't want to invest in that time. You know, like I got other things I need to do. I've got, you know, books I need to read and all this other stuff. And so even for like movies and TV shows and and all that, like the investment of that time is just like, I don't know. It's like I need to use it. I need to use it properly. And and when I started watching this, I was just like I was hooked, absolutely hooked. And what I really loved about it, it reminded me a lot of the first season of my favorite show of all time, The X-Files. Because, I can see that. Right? Because There's more have, humor to it than the X-Files had. But that first season had it, though. That oh, first yeah. season had that humor. It had a lot of cheesiness um, with, you know, the monster of the week thing and the bad effects, that bad special effects where you could just, like, fall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's endearing because of that stuff. And Doctor Who has that bad special effects and everything, and you love it because of that. You know, it, it's so good. Um, and Eccleston, dude, he is so, I love, I loved how he, he found humor in every situation. He's about to die and he's got this huge smile on his face. <laughs> you know, oh, yes. he's stuck in the situation. He's got this huge smile on his face and perked up. But when things get really dire, he gets really serious. Like oh, he, he is played dark. That. Yeah, dude. He, he, the, the character that he plays for, for his who is like, when he decides to be happy and cheery and has that smile, then he goes into the seriousness. He's perfect. Like everything that he plays is perfect. And then you go into the next guy, which is at the very end of this first season, the first season that we're talking about. Um, you can tell that this new this new actor tenant is, is like playing off of him. He's acting as him, you know, but we, we start, need to move on to that next season. But yeah. At, at, yeah. At the start. um, David Tennant, you know, and it's funny because you'll always hear it, um, especially if you actually get into Doctor Who where you start, you know, getting like really into the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll always hear the debate like, OK, they introduce a new doctor. Oh, this guy's going to fucking suck. And then the next thing you know, he's absolutely brilliant because uh, David Tennant is probably one of the most loved doctors. Um uh, they always say that you never forget your first doctor, which it, you and me are the same, just like a lot of people was Christopher Eccleston. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing about Eccleston, and it's funny because every, like he was so good as the doctor, but he didn't want, the, he, he actually, if I remember right, didn't want the role. Like originally he thought that he, <laughs> I don't remember, like, it's all hearsay. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've always heard that he didn't want the role because he thought he was too good for the role. Oh, really? He was he, too good for the role? Well, he was a Hollywood yeah. star at the time. Like, okay. he, he'd been in, uh, as before Thor, uh, Dark Worlds, but uh, I know he was in Fast and the Furious. He was in, he was in a couple of other movies. Uh, 28, 28 Days Later. 
No, no shit. Was he? Yeah, he was the general in 28 Days Later. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, crap. And he was the he was also the bad guy in Gone in 60 Seconds with Nick Cage. And it, that that goes to show you that, you know, it's weird. It was weird seeing him play uh, a hero. And the thing about the doctor, and I mentioned this um, during my podcast with um, Joe from Comic Book Rundown and my buddy Carl, you know, the thing about the doctor is there's no there's no better time than now to get into get into that kind of a hero because he's so positive he's so upbeat and you know he always had like they they don't they don't give him a matter of fact there's a i have a shit it's a quote from uh steven moffat the guy who started off directing the doctor uh says uh when they made this particular hero, they didn't give him a gun. They gave him a screwdriver to fix things. Uh, they oh. didn't give him a tank or a warship or an X-wing fighter. They gave him a call box from which you can call for help. Uh, they didn't give him a superpower or pointy ears or heat rays. They gave him an extra heart. They give him two hearts. And that is an extraordinary thing because there will never come a time that we don't need a hero like the doctor. And uh, and also, yeah, and the police station thing, you know, it, it's all some you call a doctor for help, you call the police for help and all that. Yeah, no, I remember you talking about that. And I was like, damn, that's that's a really good analysis of the character. Yeah, that was that was by the guy who uh, who wrote the wrote a lot of the early season doctor. And uh, one of the episodes that we'll discuss the. Uh, There was a line where he got excited and he was like, just this once everybody lives. And there's a joke that goes on about that where it's like, and Stephen Moffat kept that promise because after that one, there weren't very many people that lived anymore. Yeah. But anyways, we'll just, uh, what, one thing I, I really, I really want to know is, is this the series because it started off in the year that it started off. Is this the series that started off the whoom, whoom sound in the background? It no, has no, no, that. you're talking about like it sounds like metal scraping or like just a vroom, vroom, No, that's always been the sound of the TARDIS. Vroom. But no, like even you were talking like any TV series, we have an open area or even like there was. Um, uh, that you had that sound in the flash when they're down in uh, when they're down in the the lower area of, of star, you know the. Oh, and, you mean like, is this like the sound that, of where, where that sound effect came the from? Air sound of like and I, stuff. It's it seemed to me because of the, the just the time that was created and everything that whole background noise of the boom, 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 where they're just like. And it kind of overtakes like what the people are saying. It's that background noise. I think it might be like the origin of that background noise. Uh, that's that's might be. That, I, it, I, go and take it like just go like obviously. I mean, oh, you're gonna listen to you're gonna watch the show again because you watch it over and over. But like oh, dude, seriously, I, I mean, your kids love it and everything. I know you watch it over, but listen to like the background noises a lot in it, 
and hear that that sound that happens a lot when you're just in like open hallways or or anything. I think it might be the origin of that sound because now it's into everything. That sound is everything now, and that, that's like that the earliest. It, it's bothered me. Like stuff like that has really bothered me with with um in movies and certain things where you get this like this this sound that goes into horror movies in the background it it just distracts you like these people trying to talk and you hear this and you know like it, it's like god what is, what is that what is that there's the this certain specific background noises that happen in tv shows when you're in open hallways and now in the it's a different one in horror movies and stuff that just occur just they're just there when people are talking and there's no music or no anything else going on and it's i'm like what is this what are you doing what is this sound what is this sound and i think that that the the whom thing might have originated from this that yeah, just it like could kind be. of like uh, hallway thing, which is brilliant it, it's brilliant because it might be the first one that did it and even like and and with the with the flash on cw it really like it really made you feel like you were in the basement, you know, and just like yeah. this area with a lot of energy going through it and everything. And there's certain, th- you know, things that it works, but also it's like, where the freaking hell did this sound start? And now it's going to horror movies where this very specific, specific sound that is different from this one is just in it's like this hooming sound and it's like what the fuck is that what is that <laughs> it, it annoys the shit out of me um but i think that it, it felt like the, this is the earliest most the earliest thing that i've seen where it has that like it plays on that background noise where it kind of overtakes what people are talking about it's weird weird but um yeah anyways yeah now <laughs> now one now another thing that uh I will be happy to warn you about is not every season has not every episode is a winner. There are quite a few episodes of Doctor Who that are not doctor centric. The doctor's hardly in them at all. Okay. And some of them are not good. I won't tell you which ones because I want you to make sure I want to make sure you watch them because shit, every Whovian had to sit through them. <laughs> you need you need to suffer through them. Too. You'll know them when you see them. You'll know the episode. Matter of fact, uh, the next season that you're getting ready to watch for season two, David Tennant's first full run, uh, you'll see it. Um, I know somebody who else. I know somebody who is a Whovian. She's a total Whovian, and she even told me that you're you're about to go into some ups and downs. She's like, yes. there's definitely ups and downs. And she's like, the thing, and she's older than I am. She's older than both of us. And she's she's been in it since the beginning. Like, you know, and, and she's like, the thing that was great about the about about him before this whole thing was that it didn't matter like who like he would bring in his companion could be anybody. It could be an alien. It could be this or that and this. But the, the when it started with this, you know, this whole thing starting up in 2005, it's always like this girl. It's always a female, you know, a cute female as his companion going forward. And she's like, I kind of felt kind of weird about that because before that, growing up, it was, you know, like I said, she's older than us. When when I was growing up, it could have been anybody that was his companion. And all of a sudden, it's just this this female, you know, this cute female going forward. But she's like, I still love it. I still love it. She said Eccleson's her favorite. You know, and then she loves tenant and everything. But she's like, listen, if you're going into this, there's going to be ups and downs. 
Yes. And you just need to deal with it. You just need to pull through it. And she agreed with you about the Christmas episodes. <laughs> she was like, those are rough. <laughs> Dude, the Christmas episodes are some of the roughest ones. Like, it is, like, maybe my wife, like, there are certain, certain ones that I mentioned in my Christmas special that I did with Joe and Carl that mm-hmm. you can't make, no matter how many times you watch it, even to this day, I can watch certain ones that I mentioned that I cry and I'm tearing up. Like, it's, yeah. it, it hurts. But then there are some that hurt you in a different way. Like, uh, you know, like the one from last night, the, the, the new special that came out, I teared up, but for a completely different reason, it didn't hurt. It was just a beautiful moment. That was just like, Oh shit. But yeah. I'm not going to get into that one because that's, you, Wait, still much got, you still got uh, 11 seasons to go before you get there. <laughs> but that's the thing, like with, with Eccleston, uh, you had the companion Rose, which actually that was the name of the very first episode, which we'll go on ahead and start diving into. What did you think of Rose? Like the, the episode first? It's it, you know, I mean, it's, it pulls you right in. It really does. It pulls you right in. But the, the thing that's weird is that why that's <laughs> one of the things that, it, I mean, she's just so random. Like he, he, it just like, he's like, okay, let's go. It, it's so random. And, and, um, but the thing is that it, it, with it, when, when you watch it, it's, it's that thing is it, it's like, why, why, why her, why is he pulling her? And he's all of a sudden, you know, is so interested in her being her, his companion and all that. But like, she wants to do that. And then as you go on in the season, um, you, y- you see that she, she just wants more. Like yeah, she's so inviting of it because she just wants more. She just, she's, you know, you talk about Mickey and everything and she just wants to, she wants to see the world and the future and the past and, and go dive into everything. And, and she's so interested in everything and, and, um, and, and, and the risk, the risk of doing this shit, <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah. As you mentioned him, uh, I, I, you brought him up. I will say that I actually felt that out of everybody in that show, she didn't deserve Ricky or she, Ricky. Come, that joke comes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Ricky yeah. and Ricky. Yeah. He keeps calling him Ricky. Yeah. His name is Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. I, she did not deserve Mickey because like he even said in that one episode that he's like, every time you come back, I come running and what for just so you can leave with him again. Like, like dude, this dude is literally waiting around for you for years. He and, was there when you were born and you, yeah, like you find out he was like a toddler when she was born later, you know, then it was, it was like meant for them to be together kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah, right? well, he I'm not, not going to say I'm not going to say Further anything because you'll see how their their relationship plays out yeah. throughout. Okay. All right, but like he's like a good dude and he's always there for her and everything. And yeah, no, it it, dude it got eaten by a trash can for her, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, and that was so cool. Like when he's looking plastic, he's like <laughs> his hair is plastic and everything, and the smile. Like that was when I was like, okay. Because at first I was like, this guy is a really bad actor. And then when he had, when he put put on that, like that plastic stuff and he, he was like, he wasn't him anymore. I was like, holy shit. Like he looks like a total, just like, just a plastic man that was made oh. to 
get that information. I was like, this guy is great. And then like throughout the rest of that, the, the series, I'm like, I love this guy. He's awesome. Oh, he, dude. He's he, so good. Yeah. That, uh, he turns total badass in the second season. Does like, awesome. Oh God, you're going to love it. Yeah. But, uh, I forgot to tell you a comic book related, uh, one of the doctors coming up that you'll deal with the 12th doctor is played by uh, Peter Capaldi. I meant to tell you this earlier mm-hmm. uh, when I was mentioning, you know, where all these actors had been. Peter Capaldi's actually getting ready to be in the Suicide Squad. Well, who's he playing? Uh, the Thinker, the one that's got the little like probe yes. sticking out of his oh, head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's the 12th doctor. That's awesome. And dude. my personal favorite. But, you know, we'll oh, get really? into that when you get oh, to those shit. seasons. But, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. So some of the aliens that you come across, I, I will say, I, Lady Cassandra from episode two, total bitch. <laughs> and the doctor got her good. What were your thoughts on the way that he handled Cassandra? Uh, I mean, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I mean, he was just total, just like no nonsense and, and just called her out on her bullshit it like I mean, and and the, I mean, I've since watched the first episode, or you know, the, the first, of the second one. I didn't want to, but I did, and I realized I saw that you know, Cassandra's there again. But it, uh, oh, she comes, and, she comes back in the second season. She does, and but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, I don't know what you've seen with Game Game of Thrones. Have you seen? Anything? I gave up after the first season because I okay. started reading the books, and then so, I just yeah. Yeah. So you've read the books and everything, right? The same person who is a Whovian that I love and adore. Uh, she's, you know, she's a Whovian and all that. And she actually got me into reading Game of Thrones, uh, the age of, you know, the age of uh, Ice and Fire before the, the, the TV show came out. So I was reading it and she actually gave me the first two books. She's like, here you go. Go read them. Actually, the first three books. She's like, here you go. Go read them. So I started reading them and I started commenting on them. And they're just like, oh, has Ned died yet? And she walked away. And I was like, wait. <laughs> I was like, wait. Oh, no. That's what? pretty much what? how Doctor Who turns out to be. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's really tough to like somebody because then you're sitting there constantly thinking, like, oh, shit, I really like this character. Yeah, no, yeah, right. What's going to happen to them? Hold up. Like, I don't. I was like, wait, what? And I hadn't gotten to that point when Ned died. He's at, and she's like, has Ned died yet? And she just walks off. And I'm like, what? No. And this is before the TV show was out and everything, you know? And I was just like, <laughs> holy shit. And of course, he did that. Like, you know, the, the writer did that on purpose because this was the only noble person in that entire story who was the only good person in the entire story. And he killed him off to make a point. Like, the, everybody's going to die here. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> like, fucking oh, it, red it wedding. Doesn't matter how good massacre. you are. Yeah, no, like, it doesn't matter how good you are or anything. It, this ain't gonna end well. Um, but it was, it was kind of like, <laughs> like one of those things. That, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, uh, you're gonna get get that spoilage. You're gonna get that spoilage because it's been going for so long. It's been since 2005. I mean, 15 years ago. You know. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, anyways, I mean, Cassandra now, later. Yeah, uh, that was and, creepy, man. The last. The last person on earth has done that so that the last human has done all of that to her body to a, like to think that what she, like she's perfect now. And even you see Rose walk up behind her and and you can't see any bone or anything like she it's has just a flap no, of skin. 
flap of skin. It's creepy as shit. I know some of the aliens get creepier as the time goes on, but uh, I, I, I think I mentioned it to you to pay attention to cert, like pay attention to everything in the show. Like when I say everything, I mean oh, whether no. or not they, whether or not you think they might come back, because uh, face of Bo was mentioned in that well, he was introduced in that episode, the giant head in the jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in later. Yeah, he he comes in a lot later. Yeah. And oh, really? A big surprise for you. If you pay enough attention to everything that is said throughout the show, I won't tell you what because I'm not I'm not I'm not about that spoiler life. But you'll be in for a real big treat later on involving him. All right, yeah, because no, I've seen him already. I think like briefly uh, in in the first. I think he was in the first episode of the second season, but no, for uh, briefly, yes. but I, I can't remember because I was like, I started it and I was like, wait, no, I need to stop. <laughs> like quickly, I was like, because I need to talk to Eric about this. I can't mix yes. everything together. And that's what I'm doing right now. Like, so that's what I need to do. Uh, but um, I think that I really, I really love the third episode. That was the one. So you know, episode one was great because you introduce, the, you know, her his companion. You introduce him and him as a character. End of the world was great because it, it showed you of them going into a different timeline um, and, and what it could cause. I mean, they both almost die there, you know, and it, and and what their what their their explorations could you know the what they could do and and everything but the the unquiet dead number three i mean that was my favorite from this whole season yeah dude that was like that was the one that really pulled me in because not you're not going to the future and and i think you're going back and you're actually meeting charles dickens and and that character that actor look just like him it was like you look up charles dickens you look at the picture like that's him man and he played such a good part and it was like and and the just what happens um everything that goes on there is just creepy as shit and and it's great man i loved it loved it later find you later find out that he gets inspired uh to write a christmas carol because technically, yeah. I, I, it's, it's arguable that this could be considered a Christmas episode. No, he had already written Christmas Carol. He had no. already written a Christmas Carol. It was he inspired to uh, write uh, the last thing. Shit, what was his last writing? Oh, fuck. No, it was um, it, he had already written a Christmas Carol, and he even he even says. Doctor Who even says, oh, that's your greatest work. And he's like, really? Like, really? Because everybody, nobody liked it at that point. And um, there was uh, something that he he was inspired to because it, because it had that, um, the outlook that this one had where, oh, crap, what was it? Um, crap. The Mystery of Edwin Drood. That's what it was, yeah. Yep. So, because uh, he had already had, he had already done our that's Christmas right. Carol. And that's, that's right. why. That's why when when uh, Doctor Who brought it up, he d- didn't flinch. He was like, "Oh well," but like, yeah. Um, and, and I love also the name where he's just the Doctor, and he's like Doctor Who, and that's kind yeah, of that's the, that's, the Doctor Who. I know, I know going into it, I thought that his name was Doctor Who, and then when I started hearing them like well, the Doctor, and then everyone's just like Doctor Who. I'm like, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
I will say that this had the most beautiful moment that I had seen in the entire series and the entire season of uh, Christopher Eccleston's run. This had my favorite scene, which is right before him and Rose leave. And, you know, he asked the doctor, he's like, tell me, uh, am I remembered? And the doctor just looks at him and grins and says forever. Oh, forever. Yeah. That was the, I like that. That was my first time it brought the show brought tears to my eyes because it was just so beautiful and just no, so perfect. It wasn't for me. It wasn't that. It, like it, there was that, but there was also like, is he gonna? Is he gonna remember this, or is is this like a moment in history? And then he he tells Rose, he's like, no, because he's gonna go back to his family in a few months, and he's gonna go back to his family. And he's gonna he's gonna make everything right with them again, and he's not gonna have the time to make to to say that um, to, to make this a historic moment. Like he so that it, he and the thing was that he had a rough time. Like in history, he actually like had a rough time with his family and everything, right? And, and and towards the end of his life, he went back to his family and spent time with them and everything. But he actually didn't have the time to like write down something that would you know fix what he did previously. So even Doctor Who is like, no, he's he's going off back to his family. He doesn't have the time to actually like say anything about this. <laughs> you know, he's going yeah. to appreciate the rest of his life, and, and he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to to write down anything that. Yeah, it, it was it was a great ending for that it was that whole entire just throwing back to that time era and the way it was done um the clothing and everything and 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 the fact that she was she was already dead she was already dead when she was trying she tried to help everybody yeah yeah uh that was like when you realize that and i think rose bring that brings that up she's like she's already dead like she's like we can't help her uh, the, this this girl that uh, that's trying to yeah it was uh, the the entire episode the episode was great it was just great it was one of my favorites. Then the the next episode was a, was the first two parter of the of the series, and it's what my <laughs> kids refer to as the farting aliens. I'm talking about yeah. the Slovene mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> if uh, if if you end up liking it and you make it past season two. Uh, there's a character that comes in. She's a previous companion to Tom Baker and I believe the third doctor, mm-hmm. um, Sarah Jane Smith. Uh, she she makes an appearance in season two, but if you end up liking it uh, and you want to watch, you want to if your girls if you think your girls are like you know the, that kind of stuff, they have a family friendly spinoff show of Doctor Who called the Sarah Jane Adventures. It's also it's also on uh HBO Max. And the a lot of the villains in there are mostly Slovene. <laughs> and yeah, HBO Max has both spin-offs. Uh I believe that kids kids can watch Doctor Who. And it does have some scary moments that might freak some kids out, especially the later you go. But Sarah Jane Adventures is a hundred percent for kids. Like it, 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 it came right. on a CBBC. Um, but the other spinoff, which brings up a character, and I'm gonna go on ahead and warn people before we get there. There's a character that's gonna be talked about in a little bit that I'm gonna defend, and 
Joey's going to piss off a lot of you, especially <laughs> if you like this guy. And you'll know who I'm talking about when I tell you the spinoff. I'm talking <laughs> about Torchwood. Torchwood is focused solely on him and his his team that he creates while the doctor's not around. Mm-hmm. It's very adult. Like, it's not for oh, really? kids. I mean, they drop the F-bomb. There's a lot of blood and gore. <laughs> it It's... Jesus, like the first episode uh, had this monster at the end of the hallway where a guy like walked up to him and, you know, grabbed a hold of him and the thing just like turned the guy's head and started eating him. No, oh, jeez. Whoa. Like, hey. Dude, it was it was kind of fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds like it. <laughs> but what did you think of the Slovene? Uh, well, all right. So that this whole thing with, you know, episode four and five, I, I recognize the prime minister. I know I've seen her before from somewhere. Are you talking about the actress? Yeah, the actress. I know I have seen the prime minister before, uh, the mil- military guy, the head military guy. I know I've seen him somewhere, too. Um, and like the, the, f- the future prime minister, Harriet Jones. Oh yeah, so get, like she's the, from. Uh... I know that the the prime like the prime minister, the military guy, and like the future prime minister who comes off like later. Uh, yeah, dude, I know I've seen those actors before. I uh, was like all the, three of those guys. Like, shit. The future prime minister was Simon Pegg as Sean from Shaun of the Dead. That was his mom. Okay. Oh really? Yeah. That was shit. the one that was married to Bill Nye in the in really? the movie. No shit. In the movie Shaun of the Dead, because like she's making his I, I will always remember No, you're right. No, yeah. you're right. Holy shit. That's that's where I know her from. Holy crap. Brilliant, dude. Yeah, no, you're right, dude. Cause I knew I knew I knew her from somewhere. I was like, where have I seen her before? But there's also uh, you know, the mil- that the blonde military guy and everything. And it was like I I've seen all these people before. Um I'm looking but, uh, up the, the woman for you, the other woman. There's I'm no just... other woman. She's the only one woman there. No, that's what I'm talking about. The uh, the 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 one that is posing as the prime minister. No, I reckon. The, no, the the he, that was a man. The, he was like a big like. Um, there was that blonde headed woman that was with with him. No, she yeah no he was with, no she was with him and she comes back later. Yeah, right? she was she from uh, Charlie was, and the Chocolate Factory. Oh shit, she was actually, but no, but I'm talking about the big like the big. He was like, they walked in and he was like, you know, he was acting like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm coming up here. I'm all of a sudden the prime minister and they go up the stairs and all that. And they all of a sudden they start farting and laughing. That guy, the big guy, like it, like it, <laughs> that guy I was like, I know I've seen that fucking guy before. Um, but one thing from from this whole thing, too, is like the whole thing about hoaxes. Like there's this whole thing about hoaxes now, and it, and everything's about it. Everything is like a, a hoax, and uh, you know behind the scenes fucking bullshit. And it, it has a thing about hoaxes, and it's like believe in something invisible, but it's staring you in the face, and you don't believe it. We're just idiots. Like it's like that was perfect. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it, it was just a perfect quote. 
And I loved the humor and not, not so much, not just the farting aliens, but mm -hmm. the, the humor from the doctor, like he knew that the prime minister had now put out like the, the prime minister pretty much, it was, I think it was the second part. Uh, the prime minister blamed him for everybody's death in the room. So he sent the military after him, chasing him through Downing street. Mm -hmm. And then like, he went out of his way to run into these people. Like he runs into the room, Tom was like, we got aliens chop, chop. And they realize that it's the guy they're looking for. So he <laughs> runs out of the room and <laughs> then he's like on the elevator. He was like, make sure what it? he said, he's like, if you're ever going to corner somebody, make sure they're not standing in front of the elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just right. Like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That those two, those two episodes were just like brilliant. In, in every aspect, like it, it was amazing because it was so cheesy, even it like it was cheesy, but brilliant in every aspect. Like there was like there was just moments that were just like it was so good. It was just so good. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and, then, you know, she's hiding in the closet, but she's, you know, and she's watching, watching them and they're just going <laughs> cracking up. But there's like these little things that are like, oh, shit. And then they slice their foreheads open. And like, let the light. Oh God, man! Like that, and that's one of the things. Is like, I would love to have my kids watch that, but what are they gonna think when they like they start slicing their heads open and having no. light just come out? It's like, <laughs> oh God, man! Ugh. Somehow they had zippers installed in their forehead. They were like, uh, like unzipping, mm -hmm. and so that's what that was. It looked, it very much looked to me like they were using their nails to slice open the skin. And All my kids knew is the aliens farted and they found it to be hysterical. It's hysterical. <laughs> As farting is. And I remember it's... the episode after those two was the episode you told me actually hurt you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Episode and six? Yes. Dalek. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why it didn't it didn't hurt i don't think it hurt me because i'd had my buddy carl tell me he was like like he told me in advance he was like uh don't let him i don't know like don't let him fool you kind of thing yeah you know yeah no yeah exactly no no i get that but it was it's like you it kind of you want this one guy this one Dalek to be, he want him to be different. You know, it, it, it pulls you into that thing where it's not, it, it plays the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where you want him to be different than the other ones. But the fact is he's not because they're all, they're all, you know, Daleks, Daleks or whatever it's called. Um, but you want him. No, no, not whatever it's called. Watch Dar that tone. Dar Daleks, garlic. I don't know what it is. Daleks. Dalek. Dalek. Um, but like it's you want him to be different because you you start sympathizing with him and everything that he's been through. He's been he's been through all this shit. He's stuck in this. He's like this useless freaking thing in this machinery and everything. And you want him to, you know, to have these feelings and everything. And just like you, you want him to that you want them to be friends, really, in, instead of uh, being enemies um, just because of everything that he's been through and, and the way, the way he talks 
in everything, you know, um, it, it's, it, I don't know, man, you feel bad for him. You feel bad for him, but of course, later, you don't because they're assholes. Right? Oh, yeah. And it's going uh, to destroy everything. But also, you don't, though. Like, it's because we, you in this season, you, you don't get a full understanding of what happened in this season. You what? really don't. Like, these guys could be completely on the right side, and this guy could be just going through through all this bad shit that he's been through. And and he could be totally on the wrong side. It's just he saw his entire family and his entire freaking, you know, his his entire species be wiped out. But this other uh, by these other people who could be in the right, even though they're in this, you know, armory and, and everything. It's like you re- you want to you want to feel feel feelings for this guy until he just shows his true colors and tries to destroy everything. It, it's it. I really felt bad for him. And, um, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Cause especially when, the, when she opens up, when that whole thing opens up and, and you see what he really is. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's like, oh God, man, you, you feel bad for him. You really do. He's been brought into this whole thing. And, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's not his fault. It's yeah, not his fault. This is also the first episode that you get the story of Doctor Who that would fill you in for the seasons to come. And that yeah. is where he talks about the, the last great time war mm-hmm. and that he is the sole survivor of the entire war. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he has done yet. All you know is that he did something terrible. Yeah. And that's why he is the survivor, and the Dalek is the only the last one of his species, which later you in a few episodes you find out that's complete bullshit. But uh, but this one, this particular one, he's been indoctrinated. Like you know, it's he doesn't he he's just there doing what he thinks he needs to do to survive. He's it's a total indoctrination, and so like it, I I don't know, man. I just I just felt really bad for this Dalek. I really felt bad for him, and and he's just going. He's trying to do what he thinks he needs to do, and uh, I, I felt I, I don't know, especially with, I, I I'm a villain guy. <laughs> I've always been a villain guy, like, and I've always felt I've always felt bad for the villains, and especially when you hear about the, their backstories and everything and what made them that way. And especially when somebody, this guy, this little thing, this little squid thing has no idea why he's this way. He's indoctrinated. This is the, just the way things are. And, and like, he just, oh man, it, it was, it really hurt me. It really touched me uh, as far as, uh, as somebody who's been led the wrong way. And and not even the red led the wrong way because like I just said we don't even know what the doctor's done to make them be this way. Oh, you know, right? well, no, no, no. That's the way the Daleks have always been. Mm-hmm. What you don't know that the doctor has done is what what the doctor what choice the doctor had to make during the last great time war. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, wiped yeah. out an entire species yeah. of both time lords and Daleks. Yeah. And you'll, like I said, you'll find that out. Uh, you'll you'll learn more and more as time goes on about Gallifrey and uh, the Daleks and the Time War. You'll you'll hear about it a lot. Um, 
but I think it's after. I think it's ha- like toward, I think it's the end of uh, Matt Smith's run, which is the eleventh Doctor. Uh, is when you find out what actually played out. But we're jumping ahead with that one. Uh, what what I really loved about this though is that the the American actor there that the, he played the, the the boss he was awesome. He was as an actor, dick. dude. He was a dick, but he was awesome as a dick, right? Well, see, he, he was so freaking good. And that girl, he so all right. So this, he like you're fired, you're dead. And this one girl just steps right up, and immediately she is far more competent as a leader than he is like she she just steps right up and she's far more competent than he ever was and like the 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 whole episode is just great and and but and that's one of the things too is that when we're talking to the darling is the the like the torture that they put him through they're trying to torture him and and, you know it's kind of it plays on that whole thing you feel that's why you feel bad for him because they're just torturing him and all that but also like just how how shitty the Americans are throughout this whole thing. Yeah. You know, and, 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 but also how good they are at being shitty. Those actors throughout this whole thing were great. Like every single one of them was awesome. Even the asshole who later comes up and just like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Oh, I know, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. The one that went with them at the very end. Oh God! Yeah. I told you, I told you. I was like, oh, because you stopped it right after that when you said I can't take anymore, not tonight. So you shut it off after Dalek, and then picked it back up the next day. And I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that guy they take with them. Fuck that guy, and you're about to find okay. out why. No, yeah, yeah, but they, they didn't. They didn't figure out. They did not figure out how to hurt the Derlick. Like they couldn't do it. They they couldn't do it. And but guess who does? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so like it's it was it was such that was that was the episode. I think you know number three number three pulled me in. I'm in uh, because of the different times and all that. But number six was the one that would really showed me that there were stakes and that there was actual real shit going on here. Like there was an actual story to be told and not just running around throughout space and time. And you also got to see the, the, the real anger of the doctor and, and fear God. both at the same time. When he's trying to escape that room, dude. He gets locked in that room and he sees what's in there. He says that he sees that the Derlick's in there. And he's trying to escape. He's trying to get out like that. That was like pure, just like, just, Oh man, like just desperation pure desperation i loved it it it, it, such a good episode such a good episode and then i think the next episode is the one that had uh the space station which you asked me is like dude do they just recycle the space stations no that was the same space station it is yeah it's number five right space station number five i think it's what it's called um yeah, that in yeah, it was episode n- number seven. The long game. That was the, the one where game. and that, I'm I'm sorry, dude. Uh, at that time, at that time, in uh, in history, uh, Billy Piper as Harley Quinn. Holy, <laughs> sh- holy <laughs> shit! 
Watch that episode and just imagine her as Harley Quinn. Perfect. Yeah, like, now, perfect. You, now you're like, going to have like crumbs drawing like Harley Quinn on Billy God, Piper pictures now. I will do I will do that. I will make Billy Piper as Harley Quinn in that because she was like perfect for that. Like and and you know like yeah man, I, just the way she looked in this with what she wore and everything. She was she, it, totally Harley Quinn and and her whole attitude through that whole thing. Um that that was the main thing that I thought about that whole episode. Um and also, one thing I noticed from that episode was uh, the the woman, the the black actress, was the same woman that was uh, from the trees. Yes. Yeah, I believe you're right. No, it was the same because you could tell from the eyes. I was like, I, I've seen her before. I was like, I know I've seen this woman before, and from this freaking like this thing. And she was the one she and I looked it up and she's the same one from the trees. I give and, you the breast of my lungs. Yeah, dude. And she was great in both roles, both roles. Even, but you know, she gave her life for, you know, it, oh man, she was, she was so good in both of them. Um, and she's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Gorgeous. You see, you see her without the tree thing and in, in this, this episode and God damn, she's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> we also I, had, uh, another name that we had already mentioned once earlier as the villain in this one, Simon Pegg. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he's great, dude. That was, that was really cool to see. And, uh, one thing I loved from this was freezing the waste how the waste was frozen when when you go and like you get that thing installed in your head and yeah. you go to puke it up and it's just frozen like the the waste is just frozen out of your body and it's it's much better way of exposing waste um uh no i i that <laughs> I, I i i'm inclined to disagree with that one um, there's no prop. There's no good way to expose waste from somebody's body. <laughs> it's it's just solid. It's gone. Boom, gone. It's like like an airplane, like an airplane. Take a dump and, and you know you take a dump in the in an airplane toilet and it's gone. It's it's frozen. It's gone. It's so on yeah. somebody's car now. Uh, yeah. <sighs> uh, episode. <laughs> the Father's Day one was that know, hurt. Yeah. Rose went against the doctor's wishes, pissed off the doctor to the point where the doctor like tried to leave, only to find out that because of what Rose had done, the TARDIS was now nothing more than a call box. Yeah. And all she did was saved her father from dying on uh the day of I think it was one of her friends wet one of her mom's friends' weddings. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, you find out that her dad was actually a scumbag. Or so you thought. That's all you gathered, just judging by what... Uh, it, it was a two-parter, though, wasn't it? Was it an eight and, and nine? No. I think I think it was. A, it might have been a two-parter, though. No, it so was there not. Was, it wasn't? No. I, I, th- I felt like it was a two-parter, though. Because, it, yeah, I don't know why. But um, it was... Um, yeah, it, it, he he wasn't that much of a scumbag because yeah i mean he was fooling around but he was also just like 
a good dude. Like he was fooling around, but she she didn't want anything to do with him. Well, he was always so, coming up with crazy plans to try and get rich quick, and none of them were ever oh, working. Yeah. And yeah, but so he was he was always and he was lying. He was you know seeing apparently seeing other women, and I mean if you're accused of that, like the and you're trying to like prove yourself that that's not the case the last thing you want to do is show up to a wedding with a girl that no one's ever seen before that they know <laughs> right. of yeah but I, I but i also got the vibe like and i'm not one of those people that like you know just d- defending the guy for doing all that shit but but you also get the vibe that her mom is also crazy. Oh, her mom's <laughs> a trip, dude. Like you know, so like he's like, okay, I'm like, yeah, I I'm sorry that I got you. Like you know, we had a thing once, and we had a kid, but I'm off doing my own thing now. And you know, I still love my daughter and everything, but like, dude, like I'm not, I'm I'm not here for you anymore. You know, anything. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like. Okay, good. All right. Bye. See ya. Um, but I don't know how to explain it. It was, she, she's, she's put off a, like a, a total psycho, her mom. And he's also just like a total, just, uh, he's, yeah, a total douche. Like he's not, he's not responsible for anything. And, and she's looking for responsibility, but she's also, like not looking for anything that he is into, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's, yeah. So it, it's it, it's one of those reality relationships, you know, and um, and and that she gets thrown into realizing that that my parents weren't in love, you know, they weren't like my dad was off doing his own thing. He was involved with other women and everything. And my mom was a freaking like just a crazy person thinking, you know, there's going off and as she knows, actually, because she lives with her mom. But it was like, yeah, and have her involved in that and see and see what happens because. And I don't know. I don't know how. Like, like really how it really occurred, because. She wanted to go back there so he wouldn't die alone, right? That was her whole thing. I don't want my dad to die alone. And then so she stops that. She couldn't do it at first, right? She couldn't just say – she couldn't just – she couldn't do it at first. She couldn't butt in. She watched him die, and she saw the vase crash and everything. And then she goes back again and can't do it again. And then she goes back, and then she stops it. So this whole thing kind of goes out. Like, so what is actually what happened? Uh, you know, like, you saw, so we find out later, much later, I think not even a- episodes later, that we know that her mom saw her standing there over her, yeah, over him, watching him die. But, like, did those creatures actually happen? Does no, she remember those um, creatures? It's like, it's weird, man. Uh, that's what the doctor explained. Once Pete, which that broke my heart. He knew what he had to do. He didn't want to do yeah. it, but he did it anyways. Right. Once Pete corrected time by going and literally running out in front of that car and getting hit, everything went back to normal. Nobody, mm-hmm. 
you know, all nobody remembered the Reapers. No one remembered gotcha. any of the events being trapped in a church. Everybody came back. Um, and Rose's mom never, never remembered. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things is like, yeah. I mean, that whole thing with, Hey, this is your daughter. That was a huge moment. Yeah. It's gone. It's Look like wiped eyes. away. Yeah, and then it's just wiped away. It's gone. So that was like that was weird. But what I will say from the whole thing, um, the one thing that really hit me with this whole thing, this whole thing, being a dad, um, is when he they're just legit sitting there in the church and just talking, and she's like, "It's not your fault," and he's he said, "I'm your dad. It's my job for it to be my fault." Yes. Right. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it really is like it's my job for it to be my fault for anything. You know, I was like, oh, God, that's, you know, like and once he realized that this is his daughter and he really accepted that. And and then he ran out and he ran into that car. Oh, God. Oh, man. And the repercussions. That one got you. That one got you, didn't it? Got me. It got me so bad. It got me so bad. You might it not did. have been sitting there like Niagara Falls or something, but I guarantee you had tears Niagara, coming down them cheeks. Niagara Falls. Slowly I turn. <laughs> step by step. Inch by inch. Oh, dude. I was like, oh, shit. It I'll, really got me. It did. No, to end this episode, to end that episode, uh, Father's Day, on a lighter note, you got to kind of admit that when he took her back to the apartment before she before he found out that I was his daughter, that whole banter told us nothing is happening. Don't even think yeah. about it. That is not even remotely going to be anywhere in your thoughts. I was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Usually, oh no, he was the oh god, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. then we move on to another, the second two-parter, which introduces the one that I was telling you about. People, you're being warned right now. Anybody who is a Doctor Who fan knows who this character is. And there's about to be some unkind words, and I'm going to try my best to defend him. Uh, not not Joey. I'm not defending Joey for this. I'm defending <laughs> Captain Jack Harkness on this. At the end, he's like, okay, I, I don't know how. All right. I want your first thoughts. I want people to know your first thoughts. He's a dick. I mean, all he cares about is getting in her pants. Like, it, literally, the first thing you see from him is like how great of an ass she has, right? Like, the, the, <laughs> while she's hanging the first... there for her, fucking yeah, life. he's like, oh yeah, like oh, and then I saw that, it, it, like, all right, I, I just, I just didn't like, I just didn't like him as a character. And then, but you know, like you said, by the end, you're gonna like him, and uh, yeah, you you do because of what he does. He sacrificed like. I, in, all right, we're talking about all the whole uh, everything. He sacrificed his life for for everything. Like he, he, he's he's actually a really good character, but at first you're just like fuck this asshole. He's a dick, and he is a dick. But still, he's got that. He he's still just like I it, I don't know. I, he, he's a great character. <laughs> it's yeah. The first the first couple episodes. I liked him right off the bat just because it was funny because after the rewatch, my my wife thought the same thing. She likes Jack Harkness just fine. 
and she, she did she did originally as well but it was funny because after the rewatch when they're on the spaceship having champagne and she's looking at her she's like okay he could smooth talk the hell out of somebody <laughs> yeah i know yeah yeah because yeah. i guarantee if he kept talking him and rose would have been back in that spaceship in no time mm-hmm. but yeah it, it did i will admit that these this two-parter was the first really creepy two-parter because the uh the the child the empty child dude that that child that the, the kid with the gas mask just walking around are you my mommy are you, are you my mommy dude, that shit was terrifying was so and you know every time he touched somebody and they turned and they would actually show the fucking like nozzle coming out of their mouth and their eyes turning into the fucking gas mask. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing that, the thing that really struck me with this whole thing was, was the, um, I mean, your tiny dump on an Island says, no, not here. A mouse standing in front of a lion. Like, and that was like, Oh God, like, you know, like a mouse, <laughs> standing in front of a lion it was so like empowering that whole thing is like you know it was just freaking yeah it, it was awesome and just realize that she's she's not like the kid that you thought she was she's like 20 something years old and actually the yeah. the one that she kept calling was her brother that got yeah killed was actually her son. son yeah and that well that was yeah mommy are you my mommy? God, dude, my that mom, shit it was like terrifying. Yeah. And I was like, I was. It's funny because if you're a parent, like you know, you and me are parents, and it's funny because if you watch that episode, and that's the last episode you watch. The thing that makes it ten times creepier is if you have a kid who walk into your bedroom and you know stand over top of you to try and wake you up because they might have had a nightmare or something. Mm-hmm. And my, my middle son, he'll he'll do that sometimes. Like he'll wake me up in the morning because he won't realize what time it is. So he'll come in there to ask me what like wake me up to ask me what time it is. So like, but he won't like shake me awake. He'll sit there and stand over there over me and say, Dad, <laughs> Dad. So like if that's the last episode you watch and you just like happen to crack your eyes open at like five thirty in the morning, pitch black room, and you see a child standing over you, you're gonna hey, more than likely shit hey. the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the episode that I was telling. Uh, the second part of it was the episode I was mentioning that uh, everybody lived because the doctor figured out a way to save everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody died in this episode. Mm-hmm. Everybody, even though you thought that Jack was about to go and <laughs> he was going to go out a hero. Like, what was it? Like, no. No, that was the last episode. He said something in this one. I can't remember what it was, but it's the last episode that I I really remember. The last episode of this season that I remember what he had said right before he ran off away from the doctor. But you know, he took the he took the bomb. And he went off with it, and he was yeah, ready, he, he was ready yeah. to die. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. No music turns around, and the TARDIS is on his oh, spaceship. Yes, they they, they pulled him into the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah, he was done. Yeah, that was like the ending for that was great. Um, but even with even with the kids, dude, like with the kids and she's just helping the kids. 
and you know she would just like they, the bombs the the bomb strikes would start happening like it, england got their fucking ass kicked and i i really love that about that whole these two these two episodes where they they really put that out there where yes that you there was this evil in the world and and it, it almost destroyed everything it almost destroyed everything it it conquered all these other countries and everything but there was this little tiny island that said no there was yep. this little tiny island that said no not us and this is before before i mean you know we we as americans like to wave our flag and say hey you know like this is you know this you know world war ii and all that but no man like the english were the ones that say no man not us not us and, and that's what and it really brought that out where and, and and they even said that no you win you as a little tiny island you go up against this huge force and you win and the look on her face was just like oh man it, it, that was great that was great and but she went out and in during these bomb strikes they they got their ass kicked man like they they could die at any night any night when these bomb strikes were going off and and, and they would go out and people would go into the basements and these kids would go and get their food because everybody's hiding and they'd be like all right which house are we go into tonight because dinner's on the table and everybody's hiding you know it was, oh yeah they, it was oh, they yeah. ran in and they got all the kids at the table they started yeah. passing around the food and then all of a sudden which, while they're passing around the food the doctor's suddenly sitting at the table just like yeah. oh thank you yeah, but like, there's okay, like what? now there's but there's rules, man. Be polite. <laughs> you yeah. know, don't eat too much. You know, like and you got these rules you need to follow, and it, it was it was awesome. Re yeah. I mean, especially as yeah, the fact that Rose was walking around wearing a Union Jack T-shirt the whole time, and he's like, "I love the T-shirt." Yeah, no, that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The the whole thing was great, except I don't know, man. Except for when they're freaking smooching on top of the, the whole freaking invisible plane thing, it, it was just like ah, oh, god, yeah. Now when they were what? cornered, they they ended the first episode with the doctor Rose and Jack being cornered by the children, and like, <laughs> I loved it way they started because they literally started the second part off the exact same way that they did. Uh, they ended the, the the last one where they were being backed in the corner and the doctor just randomly just starts getting loud with him. He's like, I am very angry. I am very cross. Now go to your room. And the kids turn around and start walking. He was yeah. like, I can't believe that worked. Those would have been terrible last words. <laughs> he was freaking awesome with them. Oh my God. They were just like looking at him like, holy shit. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yep oh dude yep and after that one we move on into uh but, but i mean that's the whole thing he was like no i'm totally on your side <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. he's, he's sitting there like aren't you an adult and they no, no i'm totally on your side but i'm still gonna be cross with you. <laughs> like, oh yeah dude oh it was awesome yeah and then uh i think the next episode was bringing back the slovene no the, the woman i think <laughs> she was now prime minister yeah and oh my god, this this was a hit or miss episode. It had some funny moments, but for the most part, 
uh, it does introduce something at the end that plays a big part in the the last episode with Eccleston. Uh, but I think that it's funny when they find out that she's there and they're like chasing her and he keeps like using the sonic screwdriver to like have her run back. So she'll yeah. turn around, run away, hit the button again. And then the sonic screwdriver, she comes right back and she's like, this is harassment. What did I ever do to you? <laughs> and he's like, well, you tried to kill me and take over the world. I said, apart from that. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. come to find out the only thing she wanted was to be loved. That's yeah. all she wanted. Or or so you thought. She she played that really well. And then she spent the whole date like trying to kill the doctor. <laughs> and he was yeah. like putting everything to bed. Like he caught the dart that she shot at him. Then she tried to breathe like her her breath on him that would kill him. And he like sprayed the fucking breast spray in there. She tried to poison him and he switched the glasses around. God, this episode, like I said, it was hit or miss. It had some funny moments, but this is one. This is the one episode that I feel like it could be skipped. But if you're a first time watcher of Doctor Who, you need to watch it just so you know what happens next. Uh, because there's really no skipping an episode with Doctor Who. You watch it as is, and then later you go back and. You know, if you want to rewatch a think, season, then you know what to skip. Yeah, well, I mean, what, the thing that that really hits with this this one episode is that she didn't kill that woman just because she was pregnant, right? Yeah, because and she so, like, her kids. So we we've seen her before, and and you know, so she know we know that she's a threat, and her her species is a threat, and everything, but. She goes, she takes this woman and she's gonna she's gonna eat her basically, right? And 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 destroy her. And and she goes into the bathroom and makes her wait outside of the bathroom. And then this woman admits to her that she's pregnant and she's like, wait, you're with child. And then she you get this whole thing that she can't do that, you know, and and that uh she can't uh she can't reproduce and and even if she goes back to her home planet, she's gonna get killed. And yeah, so that's one of the one of, that's trial. One of, yeah, and so that's one of the things where you want you want to actually like you, you, you want to be on her side. Her. You want you want to feel bad for her. That it pulls you in for that because she's like, wait, you're you're bearing a child, like, and so you, and she realizes that she spares this person's life and everything because she, you know, she has a kid. And she can't do that and everything that she needs to go through for her species. So you want to actually feel bad for her. But goddamn, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> everything after that, it just proves you, like, proves to you, like, why you shouldn't. Fuck now, this woman. God. An another important part to this episode, even though, like I said, it's not my favorite, but it is still a very important part, is this is where Mickey goes like he comes back and he yeah. goes he lets rose he lets rose hold it like he yeah. unleashes all of it and he's not wrong about any of it hmm. i mean she just randomly meets this dude oh, runs yeah. off with him yep and you know completely says fuck mickey like it's just like you i don't i don't care like what was he supposed to do 
all he did was wait around for her, wait around to hear that TARDIS show up. And then the second that he heard it, he came running. Mm -hmm. And he said up and down, he swore he would never do that. And sure as shit, he continued to do it even in that uh, final episode. But uh, I will say that the important part that comes into play is when the doctor opens up the console and the TARDIS and the, the Slothene looks into it. And then all of a sudden you see the skin suit drop and the Slothene is gone. Yeah. That was really, really well done. Um, because that comes into play later about, you know, he mentions about no one knows what happens if you really look into the heart of the TARDIS, but, uh, you know, no one's ever been around long enough to find out what happens. And yeah. with that being said, you move on to the next episode, which brings back the space station that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the TV shows. I'm sorry. Jack Harkness was fucking hysterical in this one. When I agree. The, the robot ladies were sitting there and uh, the defabricator. What is that a take on, though? Because you've got these other game shows that we know of. We know of Big Brother. We we know of... Oh, I don't, shit. What was the other one? Uh, the Weakest Link, right? Yeah, you had The Weakest Link. So we had The Weakest Link, which we know of because it came here in the United States. Big we know Big Brother. What was that a take on, though? I have the no idea. The only thing that I could think of is because, you know, back in that time, there was no real fashion shows except for, like, that you heard of. There was no Project Runway or any of that shit. Uh, but there was only one show that was apparently very popular, and that was that uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I feel like, no, I, well. But I could be wrong, because I, I, I don't watch fashion shows, so I don't. I don't Me know. Neither. That's the only one I knew. Uh, my mom used to watch it, so that's how I know what that show is. Um, and, you know, sometimes it was funnier than hell. But I can't think of what that was supposed to be a play on. All I know is that <laughs> when they used the defabricator on him and he was completely naked, he's like, so I'm naked in front of millions of people. <laughs> like, yes, ladies, your ratings just went up. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that was great. The Clothes Show, I think, it, the, like, uh, The Clothes Show is a British television show about fashion from 1986 to 2000. It looks like it might be from The Clothes Show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, if it was that, then I wouldn't know, because I, I know... I, I haven't, dude, I don't know. Um, but that was <laughs> one thing where, because you're, you're definitely playing on, you're, you're definitely, as a BBC network and everything you're trying to promote other things right <laughs> right you now have a successful tv series uh doctor who that's a successful t tv series and you're trying to promote other things that you have that are also successful and try to tie them in and that was the one thing like okay yeah back in the day that was big this was big now, what is this? Like, I had no idea. Project One Way, Runway, I think, probably was here. I don't know if it was then, like, in the UK. I don't know. But I feel like Project Runway was was probably around then. But I don't know. I, 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 I have no I, fucking idea. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. That was the one thing that was, that was weird because it's, 
it's out of place. It's one of those things where you need to be in that place in time. If somebody watches this 20 years from now, they're not going to have any idea of what the fuck is going on, right? Because it's so based on on pop culture of that time. And that's why I really kind of, if you watch like Shrek, like the first Shrek, it yeah. doesn't have any place right now. It's like, it's okay, it's it's the first Shrek and it's so based on pop culture of that time and like <laughs> dealing with, it. it's like it would not make any sense to anybody who was born in the last 10 years. No. You know, like, yeah. All they so know is I, it's funny. But yeah, they don't understand right. the references. Like, yeah, exactly. There's no understanding of any of the references other than, you know, other than it, it's hysterical. So it was really good. But but there was no connection there uh, for for the pop culture references. And I felt like, that. I, I, what is that? Like, I had no idea. I didn't know. I understand. I understood those two game shows, which was funny. Um, and I really felt like, uh, like what's her name? Um when she went out that was that was really sad man and that glass oh, broke that yeah. it, like i wanted to make her out i wanted her to make it out of there and uh yeah and and when that and when when that happened and it wasn't fixed cuz there were certain things that were fixed at the end of the episode but she wasn't i felt bad man wait she didn't right? make it back cuz i said that everybody made it back but you don't see it you there might was, not see things. it, but it was right. she was only in it for like a few seconds. So I, I think I just pretty much left that to interpretation that everybody had made it back. I really feel like she didn't. There was there were certain characters that felt like they were just gone. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I I need to watch it again. Um, but I felt like she was just she was done, and and, and she was supposed it made her feel it made her feel like she was going to be the next companion. She was going to be, you know, and and uh, they were going to go off on these adventures. And she's that glass broke with with them going up to the window and just done. And there were certain people that got fixed and there were certain that wasn't. And she wasn't one of them. And it really felt that way because you didn't see her again. If you could get at some point, you could have gotten some kind of flashback or some kind of thing with her at some point don't see her again and it, it really feels like she was just not there i thought you were talking about the 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 one on the big brother show i didn't know you were talking about that no she she died she is on the, no she's on the big brother i know show. i know she's on that but i thought yeah. you were talking about the one that got kicked out of the house at the beginning no 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 yeah no 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 yeah no not that no, one. The one the blonde the blonde the blonde. yeah Yes, no, she, she's dead. The Daleks, yeah. which brings us to the next episode. You find out that the whole thing is being run by Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is where the Daleks come back. And this is where I told you that you didn't need to feel bad because this is where you're going to find out how they really are. Oh, they yeah. are evil sons of bitches. Well, they've created, the, they've taken the space station. They've created um, this whole thing where it's game shows and people... It doesn't matter where you are or where you're from. You are going to be selected to go on to one of these game shows at any point in your life. Uh, and I think it's just once, right? Just once. So you could be at any point in your lifetime, all of a sudden, boom. Now you need to go on this game show. If you lose, you die. <laughs> right? So so yeah. Rose Rose goes on the, the game show for... Um, the weakest link. The weakest link, 
right? And then, uh, yeah, and and then he's on the game show for Big Brother where he's stuck with these other two two people and, you know, the people get to vote for who gets kicked out and all that. But if you get kicked out, you die. You die. And, and there's all these other... So this whole space station is full of these game shows. You get kicked out, you lose, you die. And... um. So it, but that is a whole plan of the Daleks. That's them, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it was so, it was so brilliant because, like, literally, uh, Rose lost the game, and as she's trying to escape and running towards the Doctor, she literally gets blasted right in front of the Doctor. So the Doctor just kind of sits there, and it's like a whole like. 10 minute, like, like five minute montage of, you know, them going through processing and being arrested for, you know, disrupting everything and breaking the rules. And then all of a sudden they're sitting in the cell and Jack and doctor, Jack and the doctor look at each other just like now. And they do the, the jailbreak, which I, I love that part. Um, it was, it was just like, it, it was so because she goes, she, how, how could Rose die? <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not like, a lot. The it, first time I watched, I was like, Holy right. shit. Like, how could Rose die? You're thinking she's going to find a way to get out of here. Now she's like, the doctor's here. He's going to save her. And he's like, she's gone. And then you see the look on his face and he's like, I'm responsible for this. This is my fault. I brought her here. This is my fault. And, and, and then he just gives up like he he's just taken in. He, he just gives up. He you know, he's gone. He gets taken out. He gets put in this jail cell and everything. And he's just sitting there with no emotion whatsoever in the jail cell. And they're asking questions and blah, blah, blah and all that. And he just goes, he's sitting there. He's like, all right, now. And they just all just bust Oh, it's, it was freaking great, dude. Like, he, he's just like, now, just go, and boom. And they just, oh, dude. Yeah. And I find it funny that he's the one that took the big gun from the security guard. And, you know, the second that they take the uh, the, the the control room, they, the one guy's just like, please just don't shoot us. We'll tell you whatever oh, you want to know. And he just, like, immediately tosses him the gun. He's like, what, this? Oh, I don't need it anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah. Never dude, fired the damn great. thing. Yeah. Dude, awesome. Yep. But he Ego, looked yeah. like a total badass carrying it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That that was great. We were just like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. And you find out the whole bad wolf thing. Well, that, oh, that like, comes later on in the episode. Yeah. But, like, but the whole bad wolf. Oh, bad wolf. Wait, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Wolf Productions. Bad Wolf, we, like, we've dealt with this whole thing and blah blah blah. Wait, no, it's just coincidence. <laughs> it's like, oh man. And then, like at the very yeah, towards the very end, you find out what Bad Wolf, which you'd seen in like every episode, but couldn't piece together what it was about. Yeah. And then you find out at the end what Bad Wolf is. Uh, that was that was a really really smooth. And they do that a lot, like with the show. They do certain things like that a lot. Um, but this is where I really started to like Jack because, you know, Jack tried to go recruit the survivors who were terrified and he had like a small handful. who was like, if you hear us up there fighting, better yet, if you hear us up there and dying, mm-hmm. tell me then if you tell me then that this is not real. 
And uh, it was, and when he was saying his goodbyes to the doctor, it was just, uh, oh, was man. it? I was like, I wish I never would have met you. I was better off as yeah. a coward. And like he like, kisses the doctor and like runs off to him. Well, see you in hell. Yeah, and that it was really good because he's sitting there and he's going out and he's just like he's like, all right, well, this is it. This is it, and he's sitting there, and he's what was he drinking? Some whiskey or something like that, and and then he yeah. turns around, and and it's it's you know, it, 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 and they're over there dancing, and he just walks in. It was like that was great. Oh no, you're, where you're was, back on the timeless child episode, or not timeless child? The uh, the empty child. That was the empty child episode. Was it? I thought that yeah. was part of this. No, no, it, no, it was okay. Yeah, this is the one. No, you're right. Where uh, he took the guns and he was the last one fighting. He was yes. literally oh, the last yes. one fighting, and he was sitting yes. there like he used. He had like gun skill, like all yep. over. Like he used both the fucking uh, semi-automatic guns. Then he pulls out a pistol and starts yep. just shooting with whatever he can. Mm-hmm. And he he knew that his time was up. But the doctor, uh, we we forgot to mention the doctor had actually sent Rose away, which was I love that. Yeah. I love that he was still trying to protect her. Yeah, and this is this is where that episode uh, with the Slovene and the heart of the TARDIS comes into play because, like I said, Rose didn't deserve Mickey because Mickey saw her and saw what she was like, how upset she was. This dude and his and her mom went through hell to try and break open that console so she could All try right. and figure out how to get back. Yo, to it. Like they were doing everything they can. <laughs> To make her happy. What, yeah, no, what, what did she do for that freaking guy to get oh, that God. truck? She's like, <laughs> I called in a, oh, she's, she's, she's she like, called I called in a favor, don't ask. I'm just like, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, no, and they pull it out. and but the, but the whole thing, too, is that she did that, and then she just fucked everything up forever by doing that because you shouldn't do that <laughs> she destroyed all the daleks she gave uh captain jack harkness she brought him back to life yeah but still like that's shit you shouldn't do right and then and then like and then now he has to absorb it all because she's gonna fucking die yeah and right and so the... now he has to absorb it all and now he's now you've got a different doctor because of all that she just fucked everything up she just did something should she should never do even if it if even if you have to destroy all the daleks even you have to bring them back to life you're you're now fucking with time and that's what she did right yeah she's fucking with time right now oh, she's and, fucking and with everything time and everything space. everything and now you're taking a time lord and and now he has to complete take a different completely different form as different being and everything and because died. of it yeah, he, he died. died. He basically died. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the same thing her. about, yeah. yeah, the thing about regenerations with the doctor is right before every regeneration, there's always a really good speech. And this one didn't fall short of that. This one was actually really good where he's just like, is it, uh, he's, he's, she's like, what is regeneration? He's like, it means I'm going to change. And he's like, uh, he's like, you'll see me. Or, or no, he's like, I'll see you but you won't see me not with this daft old face. Yeah. And you know, that, that whole thing is like, you know, 
he says, I just want you to know that you are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. you know what? So was I. And then he changed. Yeah. Boom. Which here is, we go with the 10th doctor. Totally like his character, though. Oh, like, absolutely. Seriously. That's like, his it, catchphrase. Really? Yeah. yeah every, no, every doctor had a catchphrase. Yeah. It, the, that was totally like like his doctor. Just be like, you know what? So is I. Because just the just the way he played the character and everything it was it was amazing. It was so good, and that it's totally on point for his character to to go out that way. And then he changes, and then you see this guy who is also like, dude, like he, Tenet is Tenet, him him and Jessica Jones. Fuck, dude, like he was fucking amazing. Amazing. I love this guy. He's a great actor. Great actor. Well, you're so used to see him as bad guys. I'm so, but yeah, but I'm so, but to see him acting like somebody else that took him before, like took a place before him is great because he takes on that same, at least like you were saying, at least at first. And then he yeah. goes into himself. But like, at least at first, he's acting as Eccleston. He's that character. He's playing that character. He just has longer hair and a different face. You know what I mean? And even if he says, I'll different teeth, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, He's like now where was I? Ah, yes, Barcelona. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, but he's like, he's playing this actor's playing him as he played him. And it's great to see, at least from what I've seen. But I'm like an episode and a half because. I went to go watch the first episode of the second season. I was like, you know, I can't do this until I talk to Eric about it. <laughs> so yeah, I was I'm like, pretty I sure. Stopped. Now you're now you're like, finally, <laughs> right? No, Jesus Christ! Then, now I can actually freaking watch this shit. Now, now we um, got the, uh, the first Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. This one, I I liked it. But it wasn't my favorite of the Christmas specials. I mean, if you go back and listen to my Christmas special, you'll hear us talk about that up there. But it yeah, was it's good. Definitely, it's definitely not like the heartbreaking thing that you're telling me about. It's no, not, not this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. The next one will be. Okay. No. No. The one after the next one will be the heartbreaking one. Okay. But uh, this one... Yeah, the yeah the scary aliens. The doctor is he he's still regenerating, so it's just he spends a lot of time in in bed. And I love yeah yeah I love the fact that he keeps waking up with a different piece of fruit in his pocket. <laughs> he really <laughs> he really liked fruit. Yeah, it's, the, yeah. The Christmas mm-hmm. tree that came to life, and you come to find oh. out it was a set of aliens that were sent to warn of an oncoming danger. And they were trying to kill the doctor before he could wake up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it had it. <laughs> Jackie trying to sit there and like, he's sitting there like suffering, like hurting, and he's just like, "I need, I need." And she was like babbling on and like, "I need," and she was saying something else, "I need." And then finally, he's just like, "I need you I need to shut up, shut up." And she's like, "Yeah, well, he's not that different, is he?" <laughs> I love the relationship between those two because they love oh, each other. Great. 
like the two of them, they love each other. But he and, and at a certain point, he even says, I love you, you know, like and, and but she's such a pain in the ass. And he shows that directly to her, you know. Oh, yeah. And, it, but it, it, it's and but the thing that was I really appreciated about this was was the prime minister that we met before. Harriet um, Jones. Now, yeah, now she's the prime minister, and she starts off as the good guy. By the end, she's a villain. Well, not not a villain. She's misguided. Well, not that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was she's like still a she, good guy. She's still a good guy. Um, she's just been misguided. Uh, she thinks she's doing right, but but and she did have a very but valid she even point. just. She does. No, she does. But she's now she is against the doctor. She was she loved him. She loved him in the beginning. That was her doc. She even said, oh, my good doctor and all that. And by the yeah, end, the whole she's thing, looking at she's like, Ooh, you know, she becomes against him by the end because of what happens. And so that I really like that. I really like that transition of a character for you know for from changing for changing like that because i like i liked her in the beginning where she was just a regular person like you know in politics trying to change something this little tiny thing for house what was it housing right it was like a housing thing right and then she goes through this shit and she's you know hiding closets and stuff and and oh there she goes there's the next prime minister (laughs) you know and then and now she's prime minister and now she she loves the doctor and and everything, and now by the end, she's just kind of like his enemy. She doesn't like him at all. By the end, and it's yeah, it was cool. It, if you've made it to uh, towards the end of the episode, when you know the ten, when David Tennant finally like wakes up fully, I think it was a good transition because the TARDIS has a thing that translates all alien language into what we can oh. understand. Yeah, because so like yeah, the they couldn't alien, understand they couldn't understand the aliens. That's right. Yep. And then like halfway through his speech, he starts translating it into English, and then everyone looks <laughs> to the TARDIS and you see him open the door and he just like walks out in the bathrobe and <laughs> <of> pajamas. <laughs> they're like, wait, that but they were like, wait, that's English. Everybody's like, wait, what that's English. What is he? <laughs> you know, and they and they look back and he comes walks out and he pushes the oh man, that's awesome. And I that's I great. love I love the banter between the doctor and the 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 alien, uh, where he's just like, "I demand to know who you are." I don't know. <laughs> just little shit. And yeah, the way that he, the way that he enunciates words is just fucking perfect. Because that's when you start to tell that it's David Tennant. Now it's no longer Christopher Eccleston. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, how am I supposed to react when I see a big red threatening button? Like the way that he <laughs> dude, like I mean, you're like literally okay. So you're going up, and you've got this like you, you, now you've got all this armor on, you've got all these weapons and shit, and now here's this. I, I know he's not human; he's technically another species, but you've got this. Look at us as humans. Look at us like we've got nothing. We've got like we've got these these nails like these fragile little nails we've got teeth we got two sharp teeth we've got nothing we've got zero for like to fight with <laughs> right like we, we're fragile beings our skin 
and we don't have any fur and everything. We could be cut easily. The only thing that we have is our brain and intimidation and that we can run far, basically. Like the only thing, reason why we can, we, we have existed this long is because we, we can run far at a pace. Like, you know, we can, we might not be able to run farther than a deer at as fast, but we could just go at a steady pace and they could tire themselves out. And by the time they're tired, now we got them, right? And, and so we're just like these, these fragile beings and he this guy comes out and he's just like full-on intimidation against somebody who has all these weapons he's got this axe he's got this like armor that and he just like he looks like full-on intimidation of just this is the warrior right and this guy just comes out and just calls him out and just like there's no reason why this guy should be care- scared of the doctor other than just pure intimidation and pure character. You know what I mean? Like he just comes out and just like, hey, listen, you're going to listen to me right now. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Like, you, you know, like that, that's what even she was like. I wish the do- like I I'm going to didn't even she was she even say like Rose was like, I'm going to be a doctor right now or something like that. And she tried to be intimidating. Yeah, and to work there was something like that at some point. She and tried to comes... do the uh, the shadow proclamation speech that he did with the uh, the autotons. Yeah, but but she even said, "I'm going to be the doctor right now, right?" And try to put on that portrayal of having more power than she actually has. And so he just comes out and he's like, opens him up, and he just freaking he's like, "All right, you and me, let's go." And then, <laughs> you know, it's like, like it's, just, it's just that pure intimidation and that 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 um, it, just like charisma. You know, that's all you need. You need that charisma, and that's what he brings. That whole and, character brings. And then he, <laughs> and I think it's absolutely ridiculous that he beat this warrior in freaking combat. That was <laughs> like, the best part. To me. Oh my like, god. The fact that- they, they pulled the whole Star Wars thing. He cut off his hand. So yeah. he grew the hand back and he's just like witchcraft. No, Time Lord. So yeah. his hand grew yeah. back. Then he got the sword. <laughs> he's like, the thing about Time Lords is I'm still within my 13 hours yeah. of regeneration. So that yeah. means I could sit there and, you know, get new limbs. And this hand, I feel good about it. It's my fighting hand. <laughs> That's right. Oh, dude, it's so good. And then he owns it. it. Yes. And he was going to let him go. He was going to let him go. And this is where yeah. it showed what kind of character we were going to get from David Tennant. And you'll see it more in the second season when awesome. uh, he turns around and like he starts walking away from him. Then he gets up and starts charging him with a sword. And he just throws the apple and it hits the button that releases the, I guess, the, the, the floor underneath the alien. And he just drops. He's like, no second chances. Yeah. Like, that's what kind of man I am. I'm like, holy shit. He has awesome. no chill. Yeah, no chill. No, absolutely. Um, and and I, I loved it. I, I loved watching it. It was that the entire thing was great. And like I said, especially early on, it pulled me in because it reminded me of the early X-Files. And I love X-Files. And, and, and it was it really pulled me in because it had that feeling. And then it pulled it. It just kind of. It went off on its own, and it was more of its own thing. And now I, I love it, man. I would, like I said, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a Whovian, 
not yet. Right now, but not yet. But I'm just, I'm really enjoying it, and I can't wait to to watch the next season. I really can. It, it was no. a good time. It was great. Now, we both being comic book guys, I will inform you that there are four volumes on Comixology and probably at your local comic book shop. Uh, Titan Comics actually has several different, uh, they do different stories for the Doctor. Uh, and I'll always say for this one, uh, Christopher Eccleston, uh, the Ninth Doctor, has, a, has four volumes in trade. And they're actually really good. No, worth, don't worth. tell me that. I got enough to read. You, you're just piling more <laughs> shit on. Well, that's the, that's the whole fucking point, dude. Like, look at all the shit that I'm still catching up on from like 2020. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, dude. I gave that great. They have four volumes from the Ninth Doctor. They have one volume from the Eighth Doctor. One volume from the Seventh. One volume from the Fourth, and one volume from the Third. Nice. But 10 has oh shit how many does 10 have 10 has oh fuck I got it right here if I can find there it is 10 has 12 volumes holy shit what volumes Volumes. volumes not issues volumes volumes 10 has 12 volumes uh 11 has nine volumes the 12th doctor has nine volumes the 13th doctor has four volumes i ain't five made volumes. money five volumes right now jesus christ and they have tie-in stories like uh, Ghost Stories, Supremacy of the Dalek. Supremacy of the Dalek. Uh, if you're going to read the comics, I recommend staying in order at least. Because if you start to get into like some of the crazy shit, like if you start reading like other volumes, it it you get confused when it comes mm-hmm. to like major events. Because stuff like Supremacy of the Dalek, that brings... Or not Supremacy. Supremacy of the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings in 9, 10, 11, and 12 all in one book. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that, the, and you're just talking about like volumes and volumes of shit. And I'm just like, I ain't, I ain't a millionaire, man. <laughs> that's freaking well, nuts. Cheap. Okay, good. <laughs> Comicsology <laughs> sometimes so. has them on sale for like five bucks. Nice. Awesome. Awesome, dude. But, uh, but no, dude, I, I had a really good time. Uh, watching this and uh, I I was really I was I can't wait to watch more because I was I, I was like I'm not gonna watch anymore I'm not gonna watch anymore until I talk to Eric about it and I'm sitting here I'm like when are we gonna talk about it when are you gonna talk about it because I need to watch more <laughs> yeah our, our boy crumbs said that he's like I'll be happy to come on but it'll probably just be me gushing over Billy Piper for however long we talk I'm like oh really uh yeah yeah he's apparently a diehard Billy Piper fan yeah oh really yeah and who knows if uh Chris listens to this episode maybe he'll jump on board and start watching it as well he keeps saying he's going to but I don't think he has yet I think it, it was it's it's a really cool thing just to put on when you have the time yeah. I mean, if, if, if you've got, if, all right, say you have 
you know, you're not interested in in, in re- watching maybe the whole thing straight through and and like really uh, just like going plowing through the whole thing, marathoning the whole thing and everything. Right? I'm not into marathon watching. I'm really not. Um, I I feel like I want to sit on things. I like to have you sit there and watch an episode a week. Like even if 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 it's if it's a series that gets put out there, the whole series or the whole um, the whole season gets put out there all at once, like a Netflix thing. I like to break it down to one week because I want to sit on it. You know, uh, I want to like. Well, you finished this season in about four I days. No, I I know I did because I I was like I plowed right through it. But if it but it's one of those things that. It's really one of those things. It, it, it's out there. If you have HBO Max and you got 40 minutes, you know, and just like put it on and you're going to have a good time. Like it's one of those one of those things. All right. Uh, you know, I got nothing else to do. It's late at night. Why don't I just put on this well, right now? It's it's 40 minutes. I'm going to play this episode. And, you know, it, it it's it's awesome, man. It's fun. It's you can have a great time with it. It's not anything that you need to take seriously. I, I really enjoyed watching it and and like you said I plowed through them much faster than I usually do. Yeah, much you, faster than I usually do. For once you start stuff. getting getting into it and like watching more and more, you'll find yourself understanding more as you go along. But like I said, things will come back to you that are you'll be like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit!" I that that I remember that back then, or you know, you'll hear something said and you'll be like, "Hey, I understand that reference." Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, I understand the, that reference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like the whole bad wolf thing. I, I forgot to mention it when we were talking about that. When Rose looked into the heart of the TARDIS, she dubbed herself the bad wolf. She was sending oh, the messages yeah. across time and space to herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That, oh, man. <laughs> You're I, in for a treat with season two. That, yeah. So yeah, awesome. you're gonna you're I gonna wait. like it. I can't wait uh, because I I love this the first season and even with it's 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 weird because I I loved Eccleston, I loved him and and even though I love Tennant, I, I don't. But I the thing is that I, I love Tennant without even watching him. Like I saw I watched that one episode. I love him as an actor. I yeah. he's a great freaking actor. But even now I'm like, it's one of those weird things where I'm just like. I, I, like I want Eccleston still, <laughs> even though I I realized like this is our, I'm going into another character that, that another actor that I absolutely love and adore and it, I'm like he's I know he's gonna be great but I like I'm like I want more of this guy because this is the guy that brought me into it. it it's I don't even know I don't even know how to explain it it's no, a weird well, thing. it's a weird thing but. yeah I'll go on ahead and give you the heads up there is actually quite a few episodes from quite a few different seasons. That once we get to them, I am super fucking excited to hear your thoughts on them because nice. they are like my favorite episodes. I can, I can watch them and never get bored watching them. So yeah, there there are certain ones that when we get to them, I'm gonna be like, holy shit, I can't wait to fucking talk about this one. <laughs> Great, awesome, I love it. I can't wait to I can't wait to talk about them or see them. Right. Yeah, Before dude. you go, why don't you uh, tell the people where you're from? So, uh, yeah, I am from Grapes and Capes. 
the podcast, Grapes and Capes. We drink wine and we talk about comics. That's what we do, right? Um, and uh, and also, I'm at the winestalker.net, which is my wine blog, which I rarely do anymore. But also, um, all everything that I do for Grapes and Capes is going to show up on there. And uh, if you want to really just like, I don't know, shoot the shit with me for anything that has nothing to do with any of that, it's at Joey Casco, J-O-E-Y-C-A-S-C-O on Twitter. That's it. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on. Dude, I you know, th- this is awesome, dude. Oh, Like I say, every time I love sitting down and talking to you, dude. It's great. Always an awesome time. I love it. Oh, and before we go, I guess I better tell people you could, because I, I just pulled a Chris moment. I forgot to say oh. my shit too, I guess. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GeekingTFOut. Uh, or on Instagram at Legendary Geek Outs Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that being said, we'll see you. Uh, you'll we'll be back on next month. Uh, well, I'll probably have a couple more episodes. You'll probably be back on. But uh, episode two, like I said, every every time you finish a season, we're going to get up here and we're going to talk about it. But I'm not going to drop it until um, the next month. Oh, okay. Yeah, All so right. I'm literally got the whole year planned for this. Like every month. No matter, no matter if we finish up in February, okay, I'm not going to drop uh, drop another one until the next month. Sweet. So you're going to wait till the next time that Crumbs shaves his ass, and oh, and then we're going to put out. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good. <laughs>